welcome to Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. And Pastor has been doing a four-part series right now entitled, How to Survive in a Famine. And indeed, we need this wisdom in times such as these. And if you happen to miss one of those messages in that series, make sure that you go to airjesus.com and hear it. They are message numbers 5410 through 5413, the series, How to Survive in a Famine. And Pastor's series will give you the guidance to help keep you until your breakthrough comes. And I want to speak to you today about how to make sure that your breakthrough does come one day. And do you know that some people, they live their whole lives in the wilderness. That place that's meant just to be temporary. They die in old age, still living check to check and in the wilderness in need. They wait for the ship to come in and it never does. And we don't want you to be in that number today. So I want to teach today on how to make sure that you get out of the wilderness. And all but two of the children of Israel who left Egypt, they died there in the wilderness without ever being able to enjoy the fruit and the prosperity and the freedom of that land. And I speak to you today from the subject of your promised land. Turn to your neighbor and say, your promised land. Turn to the other side and say, we're going to be talking about your promised land today. And just in the last week, only seven days, I know personally of three cases here in the ark where even in a time of recession, that financial breakthrough has come into the lives of our members. And even both of the companies that Pastor and I work with, we're expecting to have the largest product launches of the histories of those companies on next year. And if next year is a year of breakthrough for your spiritual head, then I truly believe that for those of you that are in the right position, the oil of blessing will flow down into your life. And even though you may be in the wilderness right now, what you do in the wilderness will determine whether and how soon you get into the promised land. Look at in your Bibles, the book of Joshua, chapter 1, starting at verse 1. The word of the Lord reads, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. And before we go on to the third verse, I want you to do something that's a little unorthodox for church, but my wife spoke of it prophetically. She didn't know what I was going to speak about today, and she told you earlier that she prays that God blesses your socks off today. I want everybody to just take your shoes off right now to hear this next verse. Sometimes you can't listen to with your shoes on. I don't care what kind of socks you got on today and whether your stocking might have a hole in it. I need you to 
catch this word of the Lord. And you can't catch it with your shoes on today. Some places you have to stand and be without shoes on, even as Moses was. And I want not only your ears to hear this word, but even your very feet. And how many sermons have you heard in your life where it just ministered to your toes? And you can feel it, your toes tingling. And most times, I'm going to take mine off. You can't even preach this word with shoes on. (laughs) And most times I pray that God would open your spiritual ears. But today I just pray that your feet will even hear the word that I speak. And you can go home today and say that the message spoke to your soul. And even if you didn't feel anything, you could be talking about the soul under your feet today. Now that you have your shoes off, we're going to read the third verse. And when I read this in my private time, this message just leaped off of the page into my spirit, man. And I knew that this word was for you this day. Just off of this one verse. Joshua chapter 1, verse 3 continuing, said that every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, That have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. And the two main questions dealing with your promised land are, number one, what has God promised you? Question number two. What has God commanded you to do? Let's look at the first question. What has God promised you? We're not talking today about just any land. We're talking about a promised land. And the key word in this is the word promised. We're also not talking about what man has promised you. We're talking about what God has promised you. Politicians The government may have made some promises to you, but you can't break on those promises sometimes. Sometimes when they're trying to get elected, they'll say things that'll tickle your ear. That'll be what the people want to hear. But I tell you, God is like no politician. What he says, you can bank on. He doesn't have to hold an election to become God. He's already the ruler. The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He doesn't have to have a campaign to rule the universe. And before God did any great thing in the Bible, he promised it through his prophets. God just saying something is a promise. Unlike man who has to swear and say, I promise I'll do this and that. All he has to do is say it and it's so. He's not a man that he should lie. His yea means yea and his nay means nay. And if he said it, it will come to pass. Before the Jews became a people, he promised a childless father, a great nation would come out of his loins. Before he sent Moses, he promised the people a deliverer. Before he anointed David, he promised the people a king. Before the people settled, he promised the people a land. Before the people's souls were saved, He promised his people a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus the Christ. 
And I've come to ask you today, what has he promised you? When the economy seems like it want to turn from a recession into a depression, hold fast to what God has promised you. For if you don't lose faith and give up, it will come to pass. And he sends his promises in different ways. He may send it in a dream. It may come to you in a vision. It may come to you as a still, small voice. It may come to you as a prophetic word through one of his children. It may come to you in different ways. The promise can come to you or to an ancestor concerning their descendants. When you get the promise, you need to write it out explicitly. If you don't, it will become a mist to you later and you'll try to recapture what God has spoken unto you. When God makes a promise, every word is important. And the only way you can get every word right is to write it down. Many things he shows us have to be interpreted. And it's only when it is written that you can look back and see the fulfillment of the actions that have happened. And we've had many prophetic words where one single word in the prophecy changed the whole meaning of the prophetic word. And if we had not had it written, we would not have understood when it was fulfilled. And even ask mama and daddy, grandma and grandpa, what God promised them and their offspring. When God promises you and your children something, write it down and then pass it down. And there is an anointing that God places on you in your promised land that you will not experience in any other place other than your promised land. And that promised land does not have to be a place. It can be a, a vocation. It can be a, a business. It can be just joined up with a certain spouse. That promised land can be an experience. It can be a ministry. And if the children of Israel had decided to dwell anywhere else besides the promised land, they would not have a land to call their own today. The state of Israel would be inhabited by other people, and God would not have been able to bless them the same way that he has through the years. If it seems like in your life you keep working hard and it seems like you just can't break through in that area, ask yourself, what did God promise me concerning this area? And even when I was a junior in college, I received an audio tape in the mail. And it was from a person that I didn't know, have never met. It was just a random tape in the mail. So I put it there on my nightstand and said, I'll... Listen to it if I get time. Later that night, I had a dream. And my father was deceased at this time. And my father came unto me in this dream. And he said, son, the tape that you have received is concerning a product. And I used to distribute this product. I want you to become a distributor of this product. And you will be blessed in it. So the next day, I put the tape in and listened to it. And I called up the company and told them that I wanted to become a distributor. And they matched me with a local distributor. And I contacted the woman and went to her house. And as I got there, she said, you know, your father used to be in my downline. And even while I was in engineering school at Georgia Tech, I started working with this product. And it seemed like everything I did with it was just blessed. And even though I was a full-time student and working with the church, 
Within six months, as a junior in college, full time, I had 800 distributors under me with this product. I was making from this product over $4,500 a month while still in school. And I just saw that the, when I walked in this promised land that my father had promised me and said that I would be blessed in everything I touched with it, was blessed. And we went on to formulate our own product out of it and improve it. And today it transformed pastors and our company and it became the greatest selling product that our company had at the time. And it's today Miracle 2000 is the product that came out of that, that's in health food stores all over the country. I'm talking to you today about walking in a promised land. When my father sat on the porch of the house that C.L.I.D. and I was born in, he sat there in a rocking chair and looked up into the sky and he saw written across the sky the word millionaire. And it struck his spirit. And he knew from this written word of promise across the sky that from this spot he would become a millionaire. And indeed went on to form the largest beauty show in the world of its kind. And over 60 years still in business today. I'm talking to you about a promise now. Walking in a promised land. I tell you, you, you can't get this kind of word with your shoes on. Uh, you got to walk in some new places today. And when you walk in some of these holy places that God has spoken, you have to remove the dirty things in your life. That which has filth on it to get into a new place of promise. And Jesus had hundreds of prophecies concerning his life before he stepped foot on this earth. And it caused everywhere he walked to be a promised land. When he got to blinded eyes, it's no accident that he could spit on a spittle of clay and put it on. For he knew that it was prophesied and promised that he would open blinded eyes. It's no accident that when he stuck his fingers in the deaf ear, that he knew that those ears had to snap open because of a promise that he would have this power. It's no accident that he was able to speak and say, Lazarus, come forth. He knew through a promise that he was the life that God had sent. It's no accident that he was able to touch lame and withered legs and arms and they would grow out because he was walking in a promised land from prophecies generation past. It's no accident that he was able to change the whole world forever in just a short three-year ministry. Think about what has God told me what has God promised me? And if you don't have a promise that comes to mind, you need to seek the face of God for your promise. And don't let go until he has blessed you like he did Jacob. Jacob had to wrestle with an angel all night long to get his blessing. And you may have to push your plate aside, go on a spiritual retreat such as at notalk.com. Do whatever you have to do to get your promise from the Lord. And we've looked at the first question of what has God promised? Now let's talk about the second question. What has God commanded you to do? Over in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse 33. You don't have to turn there. From the NIV version, it reads, 
Your children will be shepherds here for 40 years, suffering for your unfaithfulness until the last of your bodies lies in the desert. For 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land, you will suffer for your sins and know what it is like to have me against you. They had a promise, but they didn't do what God commanded them to do. They murmured and complained and didn't have faith. And indeed, they learned what it was like to have the Almighty One against them. And it took them 40 years to make a journey that should have taken less than two weeks to make. 40 years to go a distance that should have taken less than two weeks and still, even... With this 40 years, they still didn't make it into the land except for two. And some promised lambs may even take you 40 years to get to. But never lose faith because your getting to your promised land would affect not only you, but all of your future generations. Over in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, it reads, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. While you wait, you need to be like a waiter in a restaurant. And a lot of times we wait. We're twiddling our thumbs. And we're sitting down waiting on God to do what he's going to do. But no, God is waiting on us. And you should be like a waiter in a restaurant. You should be taking orders from the Lord. And you should be serving his children. As you wait, you're wondering why your promised land not coming? What are you doing in your wait time? You have to be following the instructions of the Lord right where you are. And if you would serve and become a waiter unto God's children, then he'll renew your strength even as the eagles. And there are prophecies that I got when I was only 12 years old. And I still have those audio tapes right now. I have them transcribed out on my computer. And from the time I was 12 and until the present day, I've never doubted a word of the prophecies. Even though it hasn't come to pass yet, I looked at it as my promised land, and I know that God will bring it to pass. And even though it may take 40 years, and I may be 52 years old when it comes to pass, but still, His word shall not return unto Him void. And I tell you, God will bring it to pass. In your life, God is not a man that he should lie. So what he says will come to pass, but you have to be sure that you're following the conditions that he places upon his word. You know, God, he calls many people into the ministry, and there's some that run their whole lives and never accept this calling. And I've even heard some that said on their deathbed, they just confessed and said that God called me at a young age, but I ran and tried to make money here and get education and do these things that had titles there. But they said it was always something that haunted me on the inside that I could never shake off of my life. No matter how high I went in the world, it was something that haunted me about this calling. And one man said I had to just go out sometimes in the trees and just preach unto the trees because of the calling on the inside. And Joshua Chapter 1, verses 4 through 9 says, From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, 
and until the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithsoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And the Lord was letting them know you have to follow my commandments in order to get this blessing that shall be under your, your feet. And whenever God has given you a promise, as long as you're in obedience and in the right timing, nothing in this whole world can stop you. Not a giant, not walls, not even natural resources. They were able to walk across rivers to get to this promised land. And, and these are natural resources in the earth, even rivers. And so as it translates today, your natural resources may be money and people. These things will not stop you when you're walking in your promised land. When you're faced with foreclosure, say, this is the land that God has given me. And follow God's instructions carefully. And there are three ways to lose the land God has given you. Number one is if you're in disobedience to what he's told you to do. Number two is doubt. And number three is not being a good steward over what he's given you. Even in the 1980s, my father went out to South Georgia and helped an old farmer named Oscar Laurie to save the farmland that was in his family for generations. And I've seen so many children sell their family business and the family land for a bowl of beans. And their children went and had a hard time finding jobs because they had sold that which would have given security. And even my mother, about a week ago, she went down to my father's father's land. And this land had been lost on the auction block because of lack of paying taxes. And my mother said, I must go and redeem the land. I know that my husband would want this land in the family. And she took out of her retirement and took a large amount of money and went down to the lawyer and said, I want to redeem the land, just as Boaz was a re kinsman's redeemer. She came of land that was not even her family's land, but her husband's family land. And she sat down in the lawyer's office, and as she got ready to hand the lawyer this check, she went to pull a chair up to his desk, and a nail pierced her finger. And blood went on the check as she handed it to her. And she knew that this was a blood covenant that God had called her to redeem this land. I tell you today to hold on to the promised land and keep walking towards your promise that God has given you. And as you walk towards and walk in your promised land, I tell you that it's even not all about you. 
that some other people's breakthrough is dependent upon you getting to your promised land. And pastor already has, he's been given instructions already that when he gets a certain amount of money, he already has a list of people that he is supposed to bless. And some of the amounts on the list are not small amounts either. I'm not going to tell you if your name on the list. <laughs> You're going to have to just wait and see on that. <laughs> but he's already been given specific individuals and how much to give them. So I took lesson from these instructions that God gave him. And I even started my own what I call blessing journal. And I began to write down of those that I wanted to help once I got into my full promised land. And this is a plan you need to have. And see, what we normally do is we think about hitting the lotto or getting an inheritance. We, we, we make a plan on what we want, how we want to spend the money. We think about what kind of house we want to go into, what kind of car we want to drive, where we want to travel to in the world. But you ought to try writing down who you want to be a blessing to. And this will help condition your heart away from things and unto people and mission. And God will look at your heart and honor that heart. He blesses his children to be a blessing unto others. So this is something that I would advise all of you to do. Just write down who you want to bless as you go into your promised land. God bless you. I thank you today for listening unto Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 8215 by James Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 8215 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 8215, Your Promised Land. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.